years today, I've walked the aisle and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I want to give Him glory for those 42 years. I wouldn't trade one day in the past, uh, or one day, I'm trying to say that right. I wouldn't trade it. Amen. I wouldn't trade one day of salvation for all the years before salvation. It's just been a great journey knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. If you will, take your Bible and turn to Matthew 28. I told my son, I said, Paul, don't be surprised if uh, God gave us one plane. That was by uh, Brother Sexton, who went to South America with that Cessna 180. I said, don't be surprised the Lord gives us a second plane. And uh, sure enough, Brother Bloom gave another plane. And I told him just yesterday, I said, don't be surprised if God gives us another plane. You say, well, why would the Lord do that? Because it's his ministry and this is what he does. So I sat next to a person on the plane and I, I could see this person was kind of interested in talking, but it, I was kind of tired and I didn't really talk to him right away, but I took a nap and I, finally he, he looked over and he, he saw my hat, uh, Baptist Evangelism Aviation Ministry. I had that hat I was wearing, hit a plane on it, and I saw he was reading an aviation magazine, and, and I told him a little bit about our ministry, and he said, I've got a plane. I want to give it to you. I said, really? You want to give me a plane? Okay, well, it's not a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, I said, because first of all, um, the planes belong to God. They're under his wings. That's what we call it, his wings. They're God's. These are his plane. And I don't know how I fit into this, but I'm supposed to help somebody get a plane and fly it somewhere where somebody needs the gospel. And he said, well, here's a sticker. Here's a sticker. I'm, or, no, he didn't say that. He said, I'm going to give you a con- some contact information. And he took a sticker. And I, I was drinking a pop, you know, and, and he stuck it on the pop. And so I drank the pop and I... When he stuck it on there, I wasn't really, I was talking to him. I wasn't paying attention. I, I kind of put it all the way on the can, you know, while we were talking. It's like, he told me he was going to give me a card. He, he put a sticker on my, so anyway, the people came to collect all the garbage and I stuck the pop in, in, in the garbage. I stuck his, and afterwards, I, I was like, did he give me a card? Or Amy said he gave you a sticker. Oh, Really? And I said, sir, uh, can, I, can I have another one? He said, only I give them very selectively. And, and you only get one. I, but he gave me his name. And uh, I do have contact information. But normally you don't do that with somebody when they give you an aircraft. You don't throw their sticker in the garbage. Right? Amen? Okay. Okay. Uh, Matthew 28, you've heard Matthew 28 over and over again. And, um, but, you know, as I, I was thinking, I wrote down a few things I thought, maybe Pastor McGovern will have me say something. So today, I didn't know it was, it'd be today. I just wrote down a few thoughts. Well, when I got to the airport, it's like, you're preaching. Oh, I've got thoughts. But I don't have the points, you know. And, uh, so I... I, I decided to, you know, go ahead and use the 15 minutes I had and try to put this together. And um, I hope it's a blessing to you, brother. <laughs> um, 
Matthew 28, the, the thoughts that God gave me, I hope they're a blessing. Um, it says in verse 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless your word and speak to our hearts tonight. We thank you for this church, Lord, and their hospitality and this missions conference. And Lord, we pray that you'd have the preeminence and speak to our hearts and encourage us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Great Commission, here's what my thought was. The Great Commission is great. The Great Commission is great. You know, in our country, our country has done some great things. I mean, we, our country produced some of the greatest engineering feats in the world in their time. Now there's other countries that are competing with some of these engineering feats today. And some of them are exceeding the United States in some ways. But at, in our era, in the golden age, the United States built the Golden Gate Bridge. Now, the Golden Gate Bridge, I don't know, anybody here seen the Golden Gate? I've never been to the Golden Gate, but here's some folks who have been to it. Makes me want to go see it. I don't particularly care for the location, but I'll tell you what, that was a great feat. The Golden Gate Bridge. That bridge, at, in its time, 1933, when it was started, was to be... 4,200 feet, which is the largest span of any ex expansion bridge in the United States. And so the construction started in 1933, and it opened in March of 1937, ahead of schedule, for $33 million. This, and that was a lot of money back then. This bridge was built and opened. Its height was 746 feet tall. It was 220, and it still is, feet over the bay there in San Francisco. And uh, it was the tallest and largest suspension bridge in the world. That was a great feat. That was a great bridge. It was named one of the seven wonders of the modern world. And so approximately 6,000 rivets in each of the bridge towers. That's a lot of rivets. And it's the most photographed bridge in the world even today. And so, this was a great feat. But you know, there's something greater. It's the Great Commission. The Great Commission. You see, the Golden Gate was the bridge across the Golden Gate. That's why it's called the Golden Gate. And uh, we're trying to get people to the Golden Gate. And there's a span that we're trying to get people to span from hell to heaven. And so, how is that accomplished? Well, the Lord Jesus, he's the bridge. And we need to bridge people to the bridge and get people to Christ. And so, the Great Commission is the Great, Great Commission. Jesus said in verse... 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And so, the Great Commission is great, 
because Jesus demonstrated he has great power to carry it through. Jesus demonstrated he has great power to carry it through. All power in heaven and earth. That's a lot of power. And he gives us the enablement to do the Great Commission. Now, Alaska needs the gospel. Every generation needs the gospel. There's many villages that have had missionary presence, maybe in the past, but every generation needs to hear the gospel. And so, missionaries like Brother Jim White, who went to Cake, and went out and preached literally on the housetop. And Miss Dunn heard the gospel. And I met her on one of the ferries, and she told me about Jim White preaching on the housetop, and preaching on hell, and she got saved. But to my knowledge, there's no one in Cake today that's preaching on the housetops. I don't know of any independent Baptist works. And there's a need still for the Great Commission to be carried out. And so Jesus has all power. And that's why the Great Commission's great. Because it's great because who gave the Great Commission? The Lord Jesus gave the Great Commission. And what is he called? Malachi chapter 1 and verse 14. The great king. God said, I am a great king. Amen? He's a great king. And so the great king gave us the great commission. We find in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 35, Jerusalem is the city of the great king. And so we serve a great king. We serve a great God. And he gave the great commission. And the Someone said, the last command of Christ should be our first concern. And that's the Great Commission. That was the last thing he said before he left. And so, the Great Commission is great because of the scope of the project. Notice, he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's a great scope. That's a great project. And, uh, Brother Mark, why, why are so many of your children focused on uh, being preachers and missionaries? And, because I believe the Great Commission is a great, great assignment. And it's a great opportunity for young people. It's the best opportunity that God has presented before us to be somehow involved in this Great Commission. And so, I just have always taught them, hey, young people, I can't think of a better thing to be involved in than serving the Lord. And so, in Malachi chapter 1, verse 14, it's great because who gave it? Jesus, the great King, and He deserves our best. Amen? He deserves our best. You know what? I don't know about you, but the best thing I have isn't my, what I own. My house. It's not really mine. We're all just renting. Amen? The best thing I have is not... Um, we've got a quadra track. 
That's not the best thing we have. It was locked up. Somebody, we got it unlocked, and boy, we got a quadra track. Isn't that great? But that's not the best thing we have. You know what the best thing we have? It's not a car. It's it's our children. Amen. That's the best thing. I've got a five-year-old, and I love it. She's playing the piano. She's five. And she she wants to play Bach. I'm serious. She plays Bach. Anything that she learns, she's got to go a step ahead. She, You teach her how to write, she wants to do cursive. And she's writing notes in cursive. Now, you can't read them very well, but she's doing it. She's the treasure of our life. Now, we love all the rest of them. But when they're five, they're just, you know, so cute and everything. And, um, but that, I would be delighted if she'd serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all her life and all her heart. And because I believe we serve a great king. That's why. And uh, he has this great commission. And when I got saved... In 1980, I didn't know too much about the Great Commission, but I knew he was a great king because he saved me in a great way. And he changed my life. And I know the Lord Jesus can change anyone's life. And so, Jerusalem is the city of the great king. And we find the scope of the Great Commission is all the world. God's conquest for the world. God has a conquest for the whole world. For God so loved the world. Well, who's that include? Anybody and everybody. How far can they get away from God and, he, and God still allow them to get on that bridge? You know, I, I believe people can get a long way from God and get on the bridge and find the Lord Jesus. And so, the scope is the whole world. No one's to be left out. And that includes Alaska. That includes Alaska. The islands of Alaska, those remote areas of Alaska, the far-flung corners of this great state, all the way on the end of the Aleutians, all the way along the coastal region, all the way up in the north, and... All the way where we are in the south. We're southerners. Amen. We're, we're way in the south. In rainforest. And so, the scope is great. All nations. You know, not many miracles are given in all four Gospels. Not many uh, discourses are given in all four Gospels. But the Great Commission is given in all four Gospels and so it's great because there's a great emphasis in the Bible for the Great Commission. And so, all through the Bible, we learn of the Great Commission. You know, you get a job, what do you want to know? You boys up in front, what do you want to know? If, you, if you're going to go out and get a job, what, do you, what are you going to want to know? How much does it pay, right? And what's the next question? What's the next question? Hours. How many hours do I have to work? Right? What else? 
What are the what? The benefits. How much vacation time? Right? How much overtime? <clears throat> What's the benefits? Well, the Great Commission is great because the benefits are great. Amen? The benefits are great in the Great Commission. What are they? Well, Jesus said, I'll go with you to the end of the world. I think that's the greatest benefit. Knowing that the Lord Jesus will go with us in this project, this is the greatest benefit. Now, is it easy? No. If you ask his brother, it's not easy. Oh, it may look easy, but it's not. There's a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of sleepless nights. It has to be. I've never pastored a church like this, but there has to be sleepless nights and if you pastor a church. I, it's sleepless nights for me with my family. Okay? But to have this many people to minister to. And uh, you don't always get a um, forewarning on preparing messages. It's like, huh? I could just see, huh? <laughs> um, what? Really? Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, but it's great because of the reward. Jesus talked about, if any man's work abide, he shall receive a reward. Do we like rewards? You ever get a trophy? I got a trophy for being a bus captain one time. And, and, you know, I brought some people to church. I won a Bible one time for uh, bringing the most children to a church planning campaign. I didn't do it. The Lord did it. I won the Bible. But I never got, you know, a regular tall trophy. But the Lord has a reward. And the Bible talks about a great reward. If any man's work abide, he shall receive a reward. And Matthew chapter 5, he said, great is your reward. There's a way to get a great reward, serving the Lord Jesus. If you're persecuted and, and you respond rightly, I didn't say you react, you respond, right? You get a great reward. You want a great reward? Well, then you've got to get involved in the Great Commission. You want a great reward? You've got to get involved in the Great Commission. And so Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so we have this great promise with the Great Commission. That's a great promise. The Lord said, I'll go with you to the end of the world. Mr. Zelensky, the uh, leader of Ukraine, he's not backing out. Russia, with all her bombs and threats and everything, he's not backing out. Because he wants to occupy, he wants to advance, and he wants to take ground that's been lost. You know what? There's some ground being lost all across America. And God needs some people with the tenacity of that man. 
to stand in the face of all odds. I don't know if you remember when he, when the Russians were first coming, I think it was back in March. And here he was with, with all of his army at less than a tenth of the Russian army. And uh, standing there, and I thought, this is going to be over in three days. How many thought it would be over real fast? Oh, I thought it was going to be over real fast. But he's taking ground. And so we need people that see the Great Commission is a great opportunity to take ground. And uh, it's not an easy day to do that. And so it's great because of the opportunity to participate. It's great because of God, the fact that God's aid is available and He has great aid to do the Great Commission. You know, we didn't... It's just amazing how the Lord provided. I told you how I was looking from up an airplane and I thought I'd never want to do this. Later on, I, I think you know Brother Lester Zerby. I was staying with Brother Lester. This was back in 2002. And we were helping him. I was an evangelist traveling around. and I said, Brother Lester, uh, he was making something on the grill and showing his appreciation for helping him work on his, his house. And uh, I said, Brother Lester, I bet you get a lot of opportunities to encourage preachers as you take them around in your airplane. He said, yeah, I, I guess I do. I said, maybe I should be a pilot. And uh, keep in mind, I just said I'd never want to do this, but I don't know why I even said it. And the moment I said the word pilot, I looked down and my eyes fell on a little toy airplane on the ground. One of them little old metal planes, you know, like matchbox. I said, maybe I ought to be a pilot. I thought, whoa, surely God doesn't want me to do that. He said, brother, a lot of them go down. I said, I don't want to hear that. That's not what I want to hear. And one thing led to another, and I said to my wife, I said, Amy, surely God doesn't want me to be a pilot. And every time I'd say the word, oh, I can't believe this. I don't know. And how many times did this happen, Amy? How many? Hundreds. So... I'm not doing this because I have an ambition to do it. It's because this is what God wants in His great commission. And His aid is available. We've never been without to do the great commission. Folks would say, oh, you're spending so much for so few. Well, how much did Jesus spend for you? Think about it. And so it's great because it's great for your family. It'll unify your family. When the family's focused on the things of God, it brings, thing, brings families together. I can't think of a better way to raise a family than be a missionary and serving the Lord in the Great Commission together. One thing you may have noticed, our family works together. And uh, my children, many of them on the field, in a village, God spoke to them about some place. Not Alaska. You'd think that God would speak to them about the place right there. But the Andaman Islands, to Andorra, to Mongolia, to Sri Lanka. Why are they going there? 
Because they believe the Great Commission's great too. And so, it's great because Jesus is the pearl of great price that we bring to the world. It's great because Jesus is coming in great glory. And people need to hear what great things God has done. That's what they need to hear. That Jesus loves them. That he died for them. And so, man can get involved in great things. But you can't get involved in anything better to spend your life. Because our lives are just clicking off. You can't get involved in anything better than the Great Commission. And so I just like to encourage you, keep on doing it. There's a reward. And for you that are in those remote places, little as much, and God is in it. But uh, there's a reward at the end of the, of the journey. And so, preacher, that's all I have to share.